If you search for tenderness, it isn't hard to find. You can have the love you need to live. But if you look for truthfulness, you might just as well be blind. It always seems to be so hard to give. Honesty is such a lonely word. Everyone is so untrue. Honesty is hardly ever heard, and mostly what I need from you. I can always find someone to say they sympathize if I wear my heart out on my sleeve. But I don't want some pretty face to tell me pretty lies. All I want is someone to believe. Honesty. All right, Mark, you're, you're settling into your chair okay there? All right. I am in the cockpit. You know, the last time we did an episode, we were talking about how the microphone was balanced on something that was holding your peanuts. Yeah, and, my snacks. Yeah, this, this time we're on your water bottle. <laughs> That's right. So if you need to drink... It does make it higher. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold the microphone. You can slip the, slip the water bottle out. And you can, yeah. Great. So if you hear slurping, you know what's going on. That's right. Uh, Mark, last time we talked about uh, lies we allow ourselves to believe. And the lie we discussed, we di- we discussed a lie. The lie that we exposed. <laughs> right, exposed. Was that Christians were not perfect and that we can't overcome sin. Yeah, that's an easy one to buy into because everybody's telling it to you. Yeah. So you get it on the radio, you get it on the television, you get it from your pastor, you get it all over the place. You get it from your friends who say, I'm not doing so well this week, John, and so... But by the grace of God, go I. Go I, Yes, right? right? Yes, I'm a wretch, but that is so common. It's everywhere, and it's hard not to buy into because when... Uh, sometimes, you know, we just pick it up, I think, through osmosis, stuff that's just out in the ambient conversation. We pick it up, and, and it just becomes assimilated into our own our own train of thought. Well, I guess I'm doing as best I can. Yeah. we got to knock that off and set the bar a little higher where Christ sets the bar. Yeah, if you haven't heard that really encouraging episode now that I hear you talk about it, Mark, that sounded really... <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really, really right. if I right. say so myself. <laughs> we expose that, and we talk about how in Christ we can overcome sin and how in Christ we are perfect. Yeah. So if you need some encouragement along those lines, listen to that last episode. This week, we're going to talk yeah, about another lie. Yeah, it, another <laughs> lie. <laughs> we're going to expose another lie, expose. and that lie is that I could be useful if. I could be useful if what? Well, I could be useful to God if uh, I knew who people were interested in. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, God could use me yeah. if if maybe I was not so shy. Right, or if I, I had I a be. better job, bigger house. Maybe a larger disposable income. Aha, would help. yes. He could be. If I were taller. A little taller. Or thinner. Might be a little thinner. Yes, or a lot thinner. Uh, I could remember scriptures better. Oh, if I could remember scripture where scriptures were? Oh, think of what God could do could with imagine? us. Oh, oh, man. 
or if my spouse were on board. If oh, she boy. just agreed with me on everything. <laughs> everything. Every, all yes. the, yeah, right, okay. Ah, but if I had more time. If I were talented. Yes. Think of what I could do if I had natural ability. <laughs> no, no, right, right. You know, what if we had sure. more church programs? You know, we could accomplish with the right program. I think I could find a ministry that even I would be willing. I mean, capable, yeah, capable. of <laughs> capable of doing if, if we just had the right fog machine ministry. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, so. that's funny. What's your what's your call? I'm, I'm the fog machine guy. Yeah. All right. uh, I think we call that the worship leader. But anyway, all right. right. So how about if I love God? You know, if, if I love God, that, that might help too. If I loved God, yeah, I would be more useful. Maybe to, Is to that God. Going off I, I think that's reasonable. I, I think, like, you know, I think God could use me if I, if I genuinely cared about people. If, if, if I genuinely, yeah, if yeah, I had like a real he, love for people, he might. Like I was, like, like I liked them. Yeah, yeah. I maybe think, less I think selfish. God, <laughs> Maybe, maybe I, less selfish. Or how about if I were honest? If you're more, maybe, yeah. If I could be truthful with people, I'll bet or, God could really use me. I then. bet he could, or if I was more generous. <laughs> if you weren't such a stingy pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But because I had my priorities straight. You that know, would maybe... Think of what God could do with us if our priorities were straight, or, or if I canceled my Netflix subscription. God Imagine. could do great things with those hours. Right? <laughs> the if only, yeah, if, if only. only. So what do all these statements have in common? They're true? No, no, <laughs> no. They're lies. They're, they're lies. They're lies. We tell hey. ourselves. Uh, right. Well, actually, the last few, the last, the last bundle we put together aren't lies. Could, could be we, dangerously we close to the truth. We could be more useful if we loved God and if we if had we, a if straight. If we, if we, yeah. yeah. Welcome to Interman Radio, where we accomplish more than we thought we could through Christ's power working in us, regardless of what your pastor said last week. So let's drop the excuses, pick up our Bibles, and prepare to win. But oftentimes, Mark, we tell ourselves lies. I could be more useful if, and fill if. in the blank with whatever applies to you. But these lies, uh, they're useful for us to hide our lack of productivity, aren't they? Our lack of productivity is uh, something. As Christians, we've got we've got jobs to do. We we God has designed us so that we're not we're not individual. We're supposed to be part of a body. We're supposed to be part of a network inside the congregation. Each part giving and helping the others with what that individual part supplies. And lots of times, you know, I see Christians who are unwilling to do that now. Now, if you say, hey, are you unwilling to be a part of the body? They would say, no, well, of, of course. course not. Well, I'm I... not unwilling to be a part of the body. Oh, it's I... just that the body doesn't need anything from me. It's just that I don't have anything to provide for the body. Like if Bob I ever did, yeah. yeah, if I had natural talent like him, then I would, I would be yeah. needed. And or I if would I be... had time or <laughs> right, resources. Or fill in the blank. Or, yeah. Exactly. But it's so easy to say, you know what, I just don't have what I would need in order to do that. There's just not a way for me to serve. I don't have anything valuable to offer the body of Christ. Yeah, here's here's the, uh, okay guys, so Interman Radio is all about getting ourselves to think. Getting getting us to think, right? Getting ourselves, that was kind of like Get, speak. No, that's all right, getting ourselves to think and do. And do, but it takes honesty. Right. The, yeah, it does. It, it, there's a there's an element here of being brave, guys. So to our audience and us, as we're talking to ourselves here too, it takes some uh, to be brave and be honest and ask, "Am I hiding behind any of these excuses?" Uh, because sometimes it's easier to find a reason to not make the sacrifice than it is to just 
just do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and if these are your reasons, I mean, some of them obviously we're having a little bit of fun with, but but sometimes they're not that far from the truth. And if those are your reasons, whether spoken or unspoken, we need to take a second and we need to rethink that. Yeah, because sometimes we'll say, you know, well, you know, I do have some legit concerns. I mean, maybe sure. a person is looking and saying, well, you know, I, I do feel like I could be more useful if... All right. I don't feel like I can teach others because right. um, I think I need to. I've got some things I need to work on personally before I'm really a good testimony sure. of Jesus to people. And and you know, and those things can get in. They can affect our confidence. Um, you know, a person might might think about their church that they're maybe the church that we're attending is lagging in some areas, and maybe maybe it really is. That's I mean, very there possible. Might be, sure. Maybe it's maybe there aren't a lot of loving people there. Maybe who, <laughs> who knows? You know, I mean, who, right. who, who knows? Sure. Um, but but how are we supposed to make it work, and how are, can we be effective in God's kingdom regardless of those concerns, Mark? I think the first thing we're going to have to do is we have to recognize that ultimately the person who is responsible for my spiritual growth, for, for me developing those kinds of aptitudes and the, the developing into the character of the person who can serve God, the person who's responsible for that is me. I'm that guy. And you're that guy. Uh, we all I'm responsible are, for you. <laughs> right. You no. are that guy. We all have to take some personal ownership here of, you know what? It's my job to make sure that I'm growing spiritually. It's not, it's not my wife's job to make sure I'm growing spiritually. It's not my Sunday school teacher's job. It's not the senior pastor's job. It's my job. It's my job to make sure that I'm developing spiritually and part of that development is being plugged in and being able to be used by God to help somebody else. How about Moses? Moses is a great example of this, right? God, God shows up and he says, Moses, I got a job for you. And Moses says, okay, Lord. He says, listen, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send you to Pharaoh, right? Because you have Egypt experience. Yes. I'm going to send you to Pharaoh and you are going to talk to Pharaoh and you're going you're gonna to... Convince Pharaoh to let all of the children of Israel go. And here's a couple of cool signs that you can show Pharaoh. Yeah. And it's going to be great. The hand in the vest thing. The hand in the out, vest. You know, the and serpent the snake the on the ground yeah, and all. the blood. Yeah, yeah, look at that. He gave him some tools. And he sure he did. Everything he needed. Yeah. And Moses' response is, Lord, I don't think that's my calling. Right. Right. I, there's somebody else more I, I don't think that's my this. gift. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think that's really where my talents lie, Lord. And that's I mean that's almost word for word what Moses says. You know I don't speak well. I'm really not your man. Listen, choose whoever you want to, just not me. Right. And the Lord says, Hey, buddy, who made your mouth? Oh, that's right, I did. Right. And I'm the one who taught you how to speak. I'm. You don't think I can do that? And. Moses protests a little bit more and God says, all right, we're done talking about this. Your brother Aaron is on the way. He's going to speak for you. I'll tell you, you tell Aaron, he'll speak whatever you tell him to speak and whatever I tell you. And he said, that's how we're going to get it done. And he says, okay. Sometimes, sometimes the way that we find where our talents are, the way that God wants to use us is not by what we think we're prepared to do. If I say, Lord, this is, this is what, these are my skills, you can use me. I'm pretty good at delivering pizzas, and um, you know, I, and I'm a mean checkers player. And Lord, you can you can use either one of those however you want. Yeah. But those are the only things that I'm good at, so that's all I'm going to take on. 
we've severely limited how God can use us and, and what our potential is in Christ. I mean, if, if you say, listen, I just don't think I can teach people. It's just not one of my gifts. How will you ever know if that's wrong? Or how will we ever grow past that? Right? Yeah, yeah. Who's to say what God can use you to teach someone else? Who's to say what God can use you to encourage somebody else? Or to, I mean, it's so it's so narrow-minded of us to say, this is all that I am, and Lord, you can't change me into any into any more than this. This is as far as I'm willing to go. Okay, so from a principled standpoint, Mark, you just laid out a, a, a very large principle that should guide how we think about our ability to serve God and be useful to God. And that is, is that it's not all on us. Right. God can do through us and with us what he wants to do through us and with us. But but bringing it back down to maybe the moment here. Okay. Okay. So so what does that mean? What does that look like in practice? I mean, it's easy for us speaking into the blue snowball microphone <laughs> balanced on your water bottle yes. to say, suck it up, take ownership. Okay. But but how? And how do I know? that maybe I don't have a legitimate reason here or there uh, or a legit concern that I do need to be working on in my life at the same time. Okay, we'll do this. Start. You know, start. Find find somebody. Just, just, I mean, pick somebody who needs some help. Find somebody who needs to be encouraged. There's... I mean, there's all kinds of people around you. So how do, I, how, do I, how do I know who I can help? I mean, how am I supposed to pick somebody? I mean, just... Okay, well, let's let's pick somebody who's um, everybody need everybody needs a little help. Let, let's uh, let's for example. Um, so you don't have to be at a university, you know, setting and to be debating the philosophy professors. And, <laughs> Not well, necessarily. Okay, uh, maybe that might be helpful. It if might that's be your thing, but yeah, okay. Well, let's let's start where you can be effective right now. Okay, uh, and you know, I, I notice that God God works with people this way. Is you know, He'll start with them at, at one place. But then when they're successful in that, he moves them to the next thing. Who's you know, the them? Who, who do you mean? Well, okay. So, so biblically, a great example of this is Gideon. So God tells Gideon, I'm going to make you, you know, you're going to defeat the whole army of Midian. And Gideon's not up for that initially. So God says, okay, do this. Tear down the idol of the, tear down the, 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 uh, the altar to Baal. Well, okay, Gideon can kind of do that. So he gets some friends together, and at night they go knock it down. Right. Um, and there's some, you know, he takes some serious heat for that. But God's working with Gideon. He's moving him a step at a time. Okay, so now maybe we're ready to try the next thing. Okay. So if we just get started, you know, that opens other doors for us. So, because for a lot of people, the starting point in our head is, I need to go find somebody to immerse into Christ. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Right, and and right. that, yes, yes. Yep. But that seems huge sometimes, right? It does seem insurmountable to people. All right. So what would you tell that person that feels that that's insurmountable? You know what? Let's just start with somebody that needs your help. Somebody that you can be comfortable with. Somebody that you can help. How about, how about teenagers? Teenagers need lots of help. They need adult influences in their life. Spend some time with somebody. Just talk. Just ask them what's on your mind. You don't have to be in a teaching role necessarily. You know, in the sense that you have a lesson plan that's all lined out and it's cross-referenced to the Strong's biblical. You know, the Greek numbers. Right. How about how about we just how about we just go out to coffee with one of the teenagers that's in your circle of influence? Right. 
How about we just do that? Yeah. Yep. How about new mothers? New sure. Mothers. Yeah, mean, yeah. They have lots of needs. You know, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're if you're a mom and you've you've raised some kids or your kids are a little bit older, what a great opportunity to help a new mom who's struggling. Because a lot For of sure. times new mothers won't tell you they're struggling. Yeah. You know, new new dads won't. They're either. even worse about yeah. that because they have to this. keep up appearances, That's right? Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They re- they're really terrified. <laughs> Right, a new father who doesn't know how to be a dad or how to be a husband to his young wife. Those, those, are, those are huge things. Young men don't know where they're going in life. They just need somebody to tell them, you know what, it's okay. We've been there before. We know what it feels like. Young women need to be encouraged, just like young men, to be sensible. You know, yeah. All of these are legitimate biblical areas where we can be of material value to somebody who needs some help. Yeah, and, it, and even down to the physical. Maybe somebody just needs a piece of furniture moved from one room to the other. Absolutely. Or maybe somebody's moving. Maybe maybe there's, maybe there's it's showing up at somebody's uh, band concert or something at school. I, and you pick anything. Pick anything. But pick someone. Don't, you, you can't, I'm going to help everybody. You got to pick somebody. You got to pick who that is. And you got to be, you, you have to be, uh, uh, you got to move on it. You, you got to, if that's the guy I'm going to help, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him today. Right. I'm not going to call him next week. I'm, I'm going to call him today. There's some, there's a place for everybody inside the congregation. First John chapter 2, verse 12 and 13 talks about, he really describes three areas or, or three um, stages of spiritual growth. He talks about Christians as children, first of all. And he says, their sins have been forgiven them for his name's sake. He talks about young men who are strong and have overcome the evil one. And then he talks about fathers who, who have known him from the beginning. That's a really great description of the three areas of maturity that all Christians basically fall into. You're talking about spiritually. Yes, yeah, spiritual. spiritual children, spiritual young men, spiritual fathers. Right. Okay. When people come to Christ initially, they really are spiritual children. They have needs. They need, and they need to be fed. They need to be fed spiritually from the Word of God. They have those needs. Young men, you know, are able to care for themselves for the most yeah, part. Pretty, right? pretty I mean, much. Uh, yeah. For the most part. I mean, they can feed themselves. I wouldn't say they can cook. Yeah. But but they can. That's you know, okay. Top they know ramen, where food is. Mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They know where food is and yeah. how to find it. And then you know, fathers have the ability to nurture those who are younger, and that really is where God wants us to move to. Is when we begin, when we become Christians, we're primarily selfish. We're primarily needy. That's the condition that we enter Christ in. But it's not the position we should stay at. Right. We should be moving forward so that pretty soon we're able to kind of care for ourselves. And then we want to move to the place where we can be caring for others in that process. Okay. Yeah, too often, Mark, we are like spiritual teenagers, though, aren't we? Yes. I mean, the, the Bible does not ever use the word teenager. Yes. Uh, that is a modern in, uh, invention. Yes. Uh, but too often we can be like that. We don't have any responsibility to anyone else. Uh-huh. But we get all the blessings and wonder of being a Christian thrown upon us. Yes. Kind of like being a teenager that's got the nice warm house and dad's car <laughs> and all yes. the food they could ever want without any responsibility. Yeah, all the freedom of adulthood, yeah. but with none of the responsibility. And in Christ, I have the grace to be that. Do I not, Mark? You do for a time. Okay. There's, uh, you know, Paul says, you guys should have grown up by now. 
He said, you are still babes in Christ. You know, I would like to speak to you as the spiritual men, but I can't. He said, you're still babes in Christ to the Corinthians. The scriptures expect us to grow up. And, and people who, are, who think that they're just going to live on dad's mat and, uh, and take advantage of the grace of Christ without the responsibility, God has a way of moving them out of the house. Right. So, yeah, take some responsibility. Grow up, boys and girls. Uh, caveat. Uh-huh. As far as the actual teenagers in the house goes, in case any teenagers, any teenagers are listening to this, are listening. and I know there are a few who do, <laughs> we did not just say that it's okay to have all the blessings of living at home with no responsibility. Did, did we? We didn't say Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. right. Okay. Good. All right. We have the freedom in Christ to make decisions that are that don't just please us. You know, Philippians 2 talks about how uh, we ought to have this attitude in ourselves, which also was in Christ Jesus. Although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant. He humbled himself by becoming obedient, even to the point of death on a cross. We have to not just please ourselves, but to make decisions that are for the good of others. And really, that just means becoming a man. Yeah, manning up. It, it really is. Yeah, just like he says, fathers. Fathers are able yes. to feed others. Yes, exactly. Yeah. God doesn't want us to stay children. He wants us to grow up. Start taking an interest in the people around you. You know, we recognize that maturity is... One of the markers of maturity is being able to care for someone else apart from just caring for ourselves. Right. When we see someone who's 30 years old who has no responsibility, who is who cares only for themselves, they're immature. You know, Peter Pan syndrome can be found inside the church from what time is, to time. Now, what is Peter Pan syndrome? Mark? You know, Peter Pan syndrome is the is is you know the boy who wouldn't grow up. Uh. And sometimes that happens. They just want to continually be fed. They want to come into into a, into the church. They want to they want to sit in the pew. They want to to be fed by the minister. They want to be fed by the people around them. And then they want to walk out and come in next week and do it do it again. All the while, we justify if we if we're that person, if we're Peter Pan, yeah, we'll justify ourselves saying, "I would be more useful if." Yeah. And so what we're what we're saying here is, uh, if maybe maybe listening to this episode, there's a few people who might be have Peter Pan syndrome. They to, may to a degree. They may. Right. Okay. So so God wants us to grow up in all respects. Yes. Right. Yep. Speaking the truth in love, and you know what? If uh, if you have Peter Pan syndrome and you're listening to to Interman Radio today, maybe this is a little bit of truth in love. Hey, grow up, boys. You know, it's time to take some responsibility for the people around you and become your brother's keeper. It's time to it's time to man up and be willing to step into roles that maybe you don't feel quite so comfortable with or that you're not completely, you know, you haven't been there and done that before. Maybe it's something new for you. If it's what needs to be done and you're the guy who's available, use some teamwork, but say, hey, I can step into that role. Right. I can do that. Can I do that? I yeah. want to do that. If someone else is leading a project, volunteer to help. Can I? Uh, yeah. Do you need an extra hand? Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be glad to do that. It's as simple as that. It really is as simple as that. Yeah, because loving God means that we love other people, right? First John right. chapter 4. So if we love God, we're going to be our brother's keeper. We're going to want to extend ourselves a bit out of our comfort zone for the sake of that other person. Exactly. And if we if we don't love our neighbor, then 
John makes it clear that you don't really love God whom you have not seen if you don't love your neighbor or your brother whom you have seen. Becoming interested in others, when we do that, it raises their value to us. That's so true. When that we invest so in people. Yeah. How often have you had it happen where maybe you, you hadn't gotten to know somebody, but then at an assembly you happened to bump into them and, and you started talking to them a little bit more than maybe you had before, sure. or maybe at family camp or something like that, and you spend a few minutes, and then all of a sudden, now that you know more about them, you understand them more. Now yep. you're connected, and now you're invested. Yep. And so now you're looking for ways to encourage, and oh, well, you know, you've got kids too. Oh, well, hey, so right. now we're looking to get the kids together, and now we're looking to do this. You know, because, oh, my goodness. This could lead to a relationship. It, maybe. You could become interconnected with other people in the body of Christ if you're not careful. I mean, if, if you don't really budget your time, yeah. people could start... You've got to be careful. You, yeah, yeah. This could be a total time drain. Yeah. You could... Okay. Some of your free evenings might be not free anymore. Yeah. Then you might have to help somebody move a couch. You've got to be careful how much you invest then. Is that what we're hearing? I think, yeah. I think we need to really be cautious about yeah. when we're going to begin this. I mean, because... You might not want to jump in right away. Well, actually, that's a good point, Mark, because the holidays are coming up anyway. This could be and a so big commitment. Next week is a major holiday, and so that's I think true. I could get started like the week after, probably. Well, a week after is certainly better for me, uh, but not later in the week because uh, then there's uh, there's, there's New Year's. The, the next yeah, New, New Year's. Year's comes. Okay, yeah. Yep. Oh, 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 but you know the but in I, a couple. Weeks a couple after weeks that? would be better. Well, what yep. are you going to budget time for planning for the new year? I mean, don't you, don't you have to? Um, oh, I yeah. know personally, I've got to take a few days out to plan the new year, and I need actually I need to invest in some new tools that help me prioritize. You know, if you don't, things. if you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan, you to plan fail. to fail. That's right. That's right. So you, time is not wasted on prioritization. No, it is not. So I think I'd take about a week in January and do some plan. I'm going to make a vision list. casting. What, Let's do some vision, vision? cast. Oh, is that? spectacular. Is that the, really? It's really, really good. Is this yeah. kind of like a life hack? Or what is, it, is this? Yeah, I suppose it would okay. be. This is uh, like a mission statement yeah? for your life. So you oh. can see yourself. You know, you need a five and a ten year plan. So, okay, so I'll get going on that. I'll subscribe to some kind of online service that helps me with that. Or you need a pie graph. A pie Pie graph? I yeah. use spreadsheets. No, no, pie graph. You need what? a pie graph. Okay. Yeah. Now, it'll take it's, me a few days to get amazing. those ready, though. Uh, at least. Okay. I think All right. so. <laughs> I think if you worked at it, you could probably push this out to where it would never happen at it, all. It, but that's not my goal. No. 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 We no. want to be productive. We're going to do Christ. this. Yes. As yes. soon as we're ready. That's right. As soon as we're ready. When's a good time to do that? How about right now? Today. Today is the time to do that. Today is the time to be involved in somebody else's life. Today is the day to pick somebody. You know what? I, I'm going to make a connection. With, I, I'm going to help that person. If it's somebody in your, in your congregation, great. If it's somebody outside of the congregation, great. But decide today. I'm going to go help that guy. I'm going to go help that gal. I'm going to go be somebody who's a positive influence in their life, I'm going to let God use me today. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you next time, time on Internet Radio. Radio.